Workshop. You are listening to Season 5, Episode 9. My name is Therese and my business is Small Business Collaborative, where I help a business owners just like you start and grow your wholesale, get clear on your margins and set your prices and sell more stuff to shop so you can grow your profitability and grow your business. Right now, my Starter Wholesale course, which is a five-week course, is open. It closes this evening, Monday the 14th of June at 6pm. And they are currently, as when I am recording this intro, two spaces left. So if you've been thinking about it, now is the time to act. I will, of course, be running it again later in the year. But if you do want to start to wholesale this year and you are feeling overwhelmed and you're not quite sure where to start, then this course is timed so that you will be able to learn with me over the next five weeks and then be ready for the busy Christmas season when it starts in September. I will leave the link for the course in the show notes if you're interested. If you're not quite sure if it's right for you right now and you would like some help, please feel free to drop me an email or drop me a DM on Instagram. I spend too much time over there, so I'll get back to you really quickly. In today's episode, I am speaking with Jake and Freya from Studio World, who I've had the pleasure of working with. Studio World creates beautiful paper products, homewares such as screen printed tree towels and prints and they have, well I have one of their hanging plant pots in my bedroom window and one of their prints is actually hanging behind me so if you ever been on a Zoom call with me or taken a webinar or anything like that, it is uh, the print that is hanging behind me which is a yellow sunflower and then I have other bits too to be fair. Um, But today we are talking about how Jake and Freya has grown their business. They actually started their business straight out of uni under a different business name and then created Studio World further down the line. Uh, So we talk all about their story, how they got started. They are sharing their top tips uh, that they learned along the way. Uh, about trade shows, about growing your wholesale. They have been a predominantly wholesale business, um, but they do also sell quite a lot online now. It's really grown over the last year. And last year, during the pandemic, they hired their first team member, which was very, which is super, super exciting. So we talk about that as well. I really hope that you enjoy our chat And of course, I always love seeing where you are listening. So feel free to tag me over on Instagram. You can find me on at small underscore business underscore collaborative. And here's my chat with Jake and Freya from Studio World. Hello, Freya and Jake. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. Hello, hello. Hello. I am so excited to talk to you. I've had the privilege to see your business grow so much over the last year and it's been so great and I can't wait to share it with everyone listening. Yeah, thanks yeah. for inviting us on here. I will we start off with um, the guests introducing themselves. So if you wouldn't start, uh, would start, that would be great. Maybe we'll do ladies first. I'm Freya. 
And I'm one half of Studio Vald. Studio Vald, yeah. I'm Jake. I'm the other half and we're a husband and wife team. And why why did you start Studio Vald and when did you start? Uh, well, we actually started as um, Witch Shop. Many which, years ago, many yeah. Many years ago. Um, so we met when we were studying a furniture degree and we quickly decided that we wanted to be together romantically <laughs> and also wanted to uh, be self-employed together once we left university. So you started your business straight out of uni? Yeah. That's yeah. brave. Yeah, well, we, there was a lot of exploring exactly what we wanted to do because our degree was in furniture slash 3D design, it was called. So we were, you know, we explored whether we wanted to go down a royalties route, designing products which we'd license, we'd license out manufacturers we explored that for a while and it was it wasn't it wasn't very easy and we thought that wholesaling would be a clearer route for us to take and made a bit more sense a bit more accessible Um, and also furniture we quickly left behind because we were quite keen to make things in the UK yeah and that involved quite a lot of tooling a lot of space and a lot of materials that weren't readily available well yeah and trying to outsource manufacture within the uk for things like furniture very expensive so yeah that's when we discovered paper and print i guess because we were exploring ideas we had in different fields and, and what was available to us locally you know, yeah there's, there's printers on on every suburb isn't there and... yeah yeah and i guess furniture needs so much space exactly yeah. Yes. Yeah, we were just working in um, Jake's mum's spare room at that point. So. That's true, yeah. Yeah, started very small. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the idea that you were going to sell to shops already from the beginning then? Um, yeah, quite early on. Yeah. We've always yeah. loved going into shops and looking around and seeing products and we always thought how it would be amazing to see our own products in there. And yeah, designing and produ- taking care of the production ourselves seemed like the simplest and clearest route to seeing that happen yeah we wanted as much control i think yeah and the royalties route you know like i say we explored it but we just couldn't see a clear route to market with it really i guess also then you don't have the control of what actually gets produced and how later on yeah definitely whereas we're completely in control of what we put out yeah and you know how sustainable something is or how it's manufactured so that's really nice yeah yeah and why why did it, you know you started with one brand and then you turned it into studio vald why did you do a rebrand um well when we were switch shop it was quite part-time we both had other jobs and then it started to grow and we decided we'd like a break <laughs> so we went traveling <laughs> uh, left our jobs and then when we came yeah. back from traveling we moved to brighton and we didn't have jobs anymore so we put all our efforts into starting the business again but by that point we'd already had we'd got quite a few contacts in place hadn't we um, yeah so we kept the name at that point with which shop and we built it up like that and we we carried on with what we'd learned at that time it was actually when when barney came along which is our first little baby boy in 2015 that that was the big change and that was at the point that we stopped witch shop we moved back from brighton to leeds and we took a bit of time out figuring out the way forward and that's when it changed into wild wild so witch shop was quite um 
illustration based and I did a lot of the illustrations then and it was hands-on there was a lot more of us making it quite crafty all our packaging stickers we used to print and we used to cut them out and we used to spray mount them on yeah it's quite laborious <laughs> oh that sounds laborious that very small so, yeah. we, so we just started from the beginning again and thought how can we make our processes quicker how can we outsource things what yeah. kind of images can we use instead of these illustrations that I didn't have the time to do anymore Yes, yeah. we'd, we'd learned a lot from, from being Wit Shop and we streamlined the business and, and did a lot more outsourcing of production, keeping things as simple as possible and a lot of just the basics of the back end of the business. So making sure we had a nice invoice system in place, you know, ha- having good email um, addresses for different aspects of the business and things like an image bank on the website you know these these little details that you don't really think of when you first start out yeah that saves so much time yeah and we put all of that stuff in place before we then relaunched as studio wild as you know it that's exciting and did you manage to did you have stockists already by that stage and if so, did you manage to yeah. kind of bring them with you? Yeah, some of them didn't stay with us because they they Quite liked the check. illustrations. So we had some fish illustrations, and there was coastal shops that liked those. So they dropped off, but but a lot stayed with us. Yeah, because it is still kind of um, illustrative based in a way. Some of the designs, I guess that what what framing it was it was like fine line illustrations, black fine line. We do have. We do have the the one of the flower press now is harks back to the witch shop stuff, um, which is that detailed fine line drawing. But yeah. everything was on the, along those lines. Yeah, well, we found um, your mum's back catalogue of artwork, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> just um, we just loved it. There were all sort of these nineteen seventies lino prints that she'd done at art school. And we just picked out different bits of the patterns and played with them on the computer. And that became the focus of our new design. That's such a nice thing to be able to kind of bring in your mum's art into it too. Because the liner prints are her art as well, right? That's what she does now, yeah. 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 So we we didn't have we didn't sell those liner prints at first, but she did, like Frey was just saying, she had some of these old archival prints and things that she had stored away, which she let us use aspects of for some of the designs we were working on. And then it just seemed natural to introduce her prints into the collection, and they've been really successful, actually. Yeah. If yeah. anyone has ever seen me on Zoom, they will see one of them behind me. Oh, yeah. yeah. The sunflower one. That's the most popular, yeah. She's, she's moved into our studio. She's got her yeah. press in the corner. <laughs> that's right, yes. I guess your first talkies came with before the rebrand, but um, yeah. how did you get your first stockist? How did that happen? So in the very beginning, we started just locally, just to test out the products, the initial witch shop products. Um, people so, are quite willing to take a chance on us when we're within their local area. And it was, people... that was on sale or return as well. We weren't, you know, making any demands of people. So we had, we managed to get into like the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. And then there's the Hepworth Gallery. They're both local. Nice. And then a couple of cafe galleries just within Leeds suburbs. That did was... you email them or did you go there? Um, I emailed. Cool. I actually went and had a meeting with the buyer at Yorkshire Sculpture Park back then with my little box of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been there for a meeting too. Yeah. It's a nice place. 
yeah, it's fantastic. And then they, you know, we went over and got our products set up in the shop. That was that was very satisfying. Um, yeah. And then, like Freya says, we took a break. And then when we when we set up down in Brighton, we had a bit more confidence about our products, and so we sort of used that same technique, but more nationally, emailing shops around the country and some of the big people. Yeah. And I would say our biggest proudest achievement at that point would have been getting liberties just through I just called up the reception desk and asked if there's any way to email the stationery buyer yeah and then I just the lady I spoke to told me just to email her she forwarded it on to the buyer and the buyer liked it and got in touch and then I took some samples in that's amazing and also very brave like it is very scary sometimes to go after those yeah. kind of dream stockers I think because it paid off, it really gave us the confidence to, to yeah. push on. And that was before yeah. any trade shows. Yeah. I think we built about 20 to 30 stockists like that. And then mm. this is all under which shop we got invited to do Spotted at Top Draw. Yeah. Really like 2014, I guess. And um, and that was really successful. We got loads of orders, didn't we? So yeah. from that point, we knew that we were making products that people were interested in. Yeah, we got lots yeah. of good feedback. People liked the, the, um, that our products were shop ready and that we thought about how packaging. Really... Yeah, your products are very easy to display because you really think about it. Like With the flower presses, the pocket flower presses that they come in, you know, the CDU and it's just super easy to pop them out. Yeah, like the pocket flower press with the point of sale. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something we, I guess, going back to the very, very beginning, like when we were talking about just what we wanted our business to be and, and visiting shops, it was something we always liked. If you could, if you could tell a brand's products from their packaging, you could be in one part of the shop and then you could go to a completely different area and you could spot a, another product by that brand. Yeah. The way they've designed and produced the packaging it's always been appealing that side of things i think that's so lovely and then you start getting the brand recognition too that it is a studio val product or well now a studio val product and i think it's really important for building a brand that that is recognizable in some way yeah i think so because i suppose like in you know especially i guess say someone stocks your cards the recipe cards and stuff they might be in a completely different space in the shop to a flower press yes yeah but you can still see it's yours quite easily that's what we yeah, try to do so. definitely yeah and we hope it works <laughs> <laughs> so where are you now because like during 2020 with covid you had two kids then three kids <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's been a busy year yeah chaos definitely <laughs> yeah well yeah it was and i think um the pandemic, although horrible, we did okay. I know we survived we were, yeah. it, and we were busy. And people had the huge support for independent businesses and local businesses, and and that meant that we survived, didn't it? And our stockists survived most of them. Yeah, we were we were amazed. Really, I think people really did take on board that we need to support small businesses, and people were supporting their small shops in their local areas and buying all they could from them yeah. and into. And those those shops have been ordering our products and they have continued to order even as things has opened up more right yes indeed yeah um, i think there's maybe been i feel like it was a bit slow 
last month, but it's definitely picking up now for us with the UK orders. But then in May, is it ever that busy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think we have to remember, I mean, it's really easy to compare. I know, for example, a lot of um, brands that did start last year, yeah. When um, furlough kicked in in March and, you know, they had some more time on their hands, I suppose. And they had an amazing May last year. Right. And, you know, because you don't have anything before that to compare to. You think, oh, this year has been rubbish. But actually, yeah. last year was an abnormality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite right, actually. Yeah. Like, we don't have it. I mean, it's a bit too early for Father's Day. People spend their money ahead of the end of the tax year. Yeah. It's a bit of a... Quiet period. Or booking holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Sun comes out. We get busy with other things. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a non-month, really. <laughs> yeah, good, good point for us, though, to work on new stuff, I guess, is what we the way we see it. yeah. Stop and do a bit of designing. Yeah, I think May is a great way to like time to get ready for Christmas too. I know that sounds <laughs> like you know talking about Christmas or uh, early on sounds so, so silly, but but May is a great time to take that time to make new products and start yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, we're always thinking of the festive season. So, what do you think? has contributed the most to your growth if you're thinking about you know other small business owners that are listening to this that wants to grow their business for wholesale what has really helped you grow well it's a very obvious one but going visiting and exhibiting at trade shows Mm -hmm. is always going to help your business so you know everybody visits them do you think because of course that's a big investment and it's a scary step to take like what was it? What made you? I guess you were all for the spotted canal. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was quite a small investment, and it was a small space. Yeah, yeah this is thinking back. So to, it gave us a lot yeah. of information and to know what to do next time we came with a bigger space, yeah, bigger investment. We felt we had that confidence. So maybe start small, start yeah. something that's affordable. And I think you can apply to be in the spotted section, I think. Yeah. I know that Spring and Autumn Fair also have something for new brands. Yeah, if a yeah. trade fair's got the sort of introductory offer of new brands, cheaper spaces, it's a brilliant place. Like Pulse, Pulse was good when that was in existence. We did well there. Yeah. Um, but that's, no, that one stopped now. That was in May, wasn't it? Yeah. But actually, that used to help May sales, actually. It did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, going back to that. Definitely, yeah. Um, and what 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 did you learn from that first trade show that you kind of then made tweaks for for the next one? What kind of information people wanted on the day? Yeah, ordering, having numbers, and getting the right information from the customers, and um, how to display things. Yeah, and what people were looking for as well. Actually, what what products they like. Just speaking to people in real life makes such a difference. Yeah. Seeing how they respond to things. Yeah, definitely. And then after, what, what do you do after a show? Do you, like, I guess you then come back with lots of orders. What what do you do? Yeah, so there's, we, there's usually, you have quite a few orders that you take there and then. So you email them, say, tell them when they're likely to get their orders. Yeah, confirm um, it. Say thank you, nice to meet you. And then you have usually quite a lot of, what do you call them, business cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Business cards to uh, 
yeah inquiries to deal yeah. with go through those and get in touch with everybody store their contact details future we used to staple them on a piece of paper and write some notes because you forget yes that's you, true you forget what you talk or what they were interested in and that kind of thing yeah that's a good tip for if you're going to be first exhibiting right absolutely because yeah. you will forget even if you think you won't yeah, yeah. You think someone is going to be memorable and you're going to f- remember, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it, I mean, it's very rare, I think, that you remember. I always say write notes as soon as they leave. Something that will jig your memory as to yeah. what I've definitely done. So. you talked about. Yeah. And so trade shows has been one. What else has helped you grow, grow and get new stockists? Making sure that you, your products are photographed well, you have a good presentable catalogue, send to them with all the correct price points, all the information they're going to need for no minimum orders, pack sizes, shipping costs, um, having that all in there. Good yeah. organisation, yeah. And having the stock as well. Yeah. Um, producing in, in good numbers. Yeah, having the stock is a learning curve, isn't it? It's quite I mean, tricky in the beginning. Yeah. We still get caught short on it, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, you know, things run out and the the new batch is not there when it needs to be. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, I never worked in a business and I worked in, you know, bigger businesses where stock wasn't a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually think the small businesses does really well because if you go out of stock, how long does it usually take you before you're back in stock? I know, yeah, because that is a, a massive benefit of making it within the UK. We can have, yeah. we can turn yeah. things around for production within usually two weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if we're unlucky when uh, I've been in this bigger businesses, that has been, you know, if we're lucky, it's three months. If it's unlucky, it might be half a year. Yeah, if the Suez Canal gets blocked, it might. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so I think that small businesses need to remember that, you know, yeah. taking your time to restock and that things can be out of stock is not a bad thing. And actually, most of you, small businesses can restock quicker than most of the bigger ones anyway. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, we definitely learned not to overproduce things, especially if it's, you know, you're testing out a product to try and make it in a pretty low number like a hundred you know if you've got a base of stockists to send this to that is yeah test it out don't go making thousands of something no because you just never know i don't think if something is going to be a massive hit or not and sometimes it takes a little bit of time to build as well yeah for sure definitely and i think yeah starting small and producing a smaller number in the first instant even if it means a lower margin for that first hundred yeah. to gauge interest is a much safer way like i would much rather make less on the first hundred yeah. than make a loss because i bought a thousand yeah and you're still holding the stock a year mm-hmm. later when no one wants it so yeah that's a good one so like the trade collecting people's details mm-hmm. and just being really organized i think it goes back to kind of saving the buyer time to make it easy for them to buy from you yeah. By having it all, all the information they might need available to them. Definitely. What else have helped? I mean, it's not something that I would have ever foreseen, but these wholesale platforms that have popped up in the last, I guess, 18 months um, yeah. become a real feature, haven't they? They've been massive for us. We've had loads and loads of orders. Yeah. 
on them. We're on a f- we've tried a few out, and at the moment we're on Creo Eight, and an American one that came over to the UK called Abound, and then we just recently joined Fair. Yeah, the combination of those three brings in a continuous flow of orders without us doing anything, you know, without us uh, contacting our shops and giving them updates and doing any sales, basically. Yeah, we've had lots of new stockists come through. Yeah. For incentives, which have have probably boosted our current stockists to order with us as well. Yeah. And do you find that, you know, your existing stockists, have they started ordering through the platforms too? I would say that some of them have, but I do think that a lot of, you know, small independent retailers have an interest in small independent businesses like ours that make these products so they like to deal direct with us so some of them have gone there and then come back to us what would you say i think that's about right yeah there, there is a facelessness to the to those kind of platforms there definitely is and i think like it's great to get access to these buyers and get that but to encourage kind of loyalty i suppose and build a relationship with stockists I think we have to try to take it, um, you know, continue to order through the platforms, but somehow still engage with people. Yeah. Yeah, I much prefer dealing with shops directly, you know, over email. It's it's nice, you know, to feel like you, you get to know them yeah. before sending over an order. Um, that's not to say it's not, it's not, yeah, like you say, it's great that these wholesale platforms exist and have such a reach that they're, you know, getting our products in front of shops that I would never even know existed or, you know, consider contacting. So they're brilliant in that respect. What do you think has contributed to you doing well on the platforms? Because actually you get quite a lot of orders on the platforms and your stockists, and it's not always the case for everyone. So what do you think has helped you? Because you've kind of been doing well on all those three right yes um not sure we have (laughs) have one of our products is a flower press and i think um people have been connecting with nature and um taking up Mm -hmm. hobbies haven't they and that sort of slots quite nicely into all the yeah the lockdown behaviors maybe that's appealed to people I do think that you might show up in quite a few categories. Right, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, that's yeah. something I've considered. Yeah, with paper and gifts. And yeah, we do. Bought, yeah, we do sort of cross a few sections. Which, which might hope you know must help to a certain degree, and yeah. I think that the most important thing is that you have good images. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is a very technical thing, isn't it? Yeah, that we, it does look good presented. All the products are on shot and white backgrounds and and we don't do them <laughs> i think we learned that we can't do the pictures ourselves and we have to pay the money to get those done and also like isn't it much less stress-free to not do them yeah yeah we used to um jake mum's worked in an art college we used to use the photography room there and yeah it wasn't a, and fun hire a camera but we didn't know what we were doing we tried because it was just free <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's nice not to have yeah and it, uh, the time that you would take to learn to take good photos versus what it costs to have someone else to do it yeah. that you can spend on you know other things for the business yeah. i think we learned that a lot with working with you as well that we don't need to do everything ourselves anymore and it, and it is good to let the people who know what they're doing do it yeah and we do what we know how to do and what you enjoy doing too yeah yeah i think just when you start a business from nothing you know from a 
from a bedroom, like you were saying, it's it's so easy. You just become accustomed to doing every single thing of everything, don't you? Keeping and, that control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that. But, yeah. I always say, like you know, like the one thing I've had from the beginning is an accountant, and I just like the amount of time I would have stressed about it, try to learn. It's just worth the money. Yeah. Well, we didn't have an accountant until. <laughs> well, the first baby year. tipped me over the edge. I couldn't be the accountant anymore. <laughs> yeah. I always in a cracking job of it. Yeah. But it's one baby too many. <laughs> but are you not happy that you don't have to do it? It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we've turned this last year since the start of this tax year. He's he's suggested we become an, a limited company, and to the the steps to do that, although they're relatively straightforward just don't think we would have had the time to to look into it and you know for tax purposes he was just explained it all to us yeah we do this for these reasons it's like okay great please go ahead and do it <laughs> that makes it so much easier doesn't it i didn't i mean my accountant set up all of that yeah i didn't do the whole incorporation thing and i know it's not that tricky it's just doing it yeah I know. I think when you when you're a novice to it, you just fish out of water. You just feel scared to make mistakes about, especially when it comes to tax purposes and HMRC. You don't want to get in trouble, do you? So <laughs> no, you just want to be done properly and like not have to worry about it. Really, definitely that peace of mind now. Yeah. yeah, taking care of it. And then, of course, this year, well, 2020, you hire did your first hire too. Yeah, that's right. We've got Shirley on board. And she's we've just upped her hours really as as she's worked with us. She's now doing three days a week, which is amazing. And like, yeah, I mean, you you very much lucked out with yeah. with her, I think, because she's she knows everything since she ran her own small business before. We're, yeah. le- we're learning a lot from her. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, yeah, she had a fantastic business called Today Studio here in Leeds, and before that, she was also making jewellery which is where we first got to know her through sort of the craft fair network yeah and the, the today studio is workshops initially based around the jewellery of course that might, would have been challenging with, yeah. with lockdown yeah so this lockdown came along and it just destroyed her business basically it was really sad um but so sad right yeah when we it's giving her a chance to think about what she wants to do. I think she sees it as a positive in the end. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. very pragmatic yeah. about it. That's really good. And you both must be so happy that you could just go have yeah. that person that you can trust to just get on with it. Yeah, because like, you know, she knows this world and small independent businesses well. So she has a level of understanding from the very beginning and she actually comes from the exact same background as us. She she studied at the same college that we did. Lee, oh, really? Lee's College of Art, but a few years behind us, doing furniture at the making. We did the degree side. She did the furniture making that moved to the degree. Oh. Right? So she has a lot of the same skill set, I guess. That is funny that you did the same thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, we've had a chat about all the old tutors and the and workshops <laughs> and how have you found i mean you you know i guess because you found someone that was such a good fit it's been pretty straightforward but how did you find advertising a role and hiring and stuff it's not something we'd ever done before had it we, we mostly did it on instagram yeah i wasn't expecting to 
to hear much back. But we did. We got we got lots of really interesting people applying. It was it was actually quite a difficult decision, wasn't it? It was. We yeah. Had to close it early because we didn't want to get too many inquiries. People, yeah. yeah, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, was. it was. Yeah, I think that it, you know coming towards. Christmas this year, we're we're talking now about getting somebody else in, on board. Yeah, because help. our um our web sales increased massively over Christmas time. Yeah, that's right. And you know the business is ever growing, and that on top of all the wholesale orders going out, it's just we need we'll need an extra set of hands. I think when it gets to yeah, especially since you kind of make so much yourselves and stuff. Yeah, so much compiling happens here. Yeah, green mm. printing at the moment. Yeah, that is so exciting. So, like during a year, like it might. I think I always see it extra nice that people could hire people during such a tough year. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've been amazed really at just how well, how well the business has grown in such a crazy time. I think you have very good uh, like fundamentals there. You know, the products were ready. Everything was there. Yeah, for you to do well. Yeah, it's just. I think it's just a case of it, but you know, putting the pandemic aside, I think just the business has been growing. Yeah, you know, we set up late twenty seventeen was when it was launched as well, so it has steadily been growing, mm-hmm. and this last year has definitely been sort of a bumper boost to it, hasn't it? Yeah, but you are maintaining it now, even if it's coming out of lockdown, no? Yeah. Definitely. With all the new wholesale stockists and stuff. Yeah, well, we've just opened up um, to the American market through Fair, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for your yeah. advice on that. <laughs> to get it sorted. And, yeah, we've had about 50. We've been on there a few weeks. Had about 50 orders. Which is just amazing. Like, those are people that you probably would not have reached if you were try- as quickly if you were trying to do their whole email introduction, trying to find shops in America oh, yeah. as well. I would be completely lost. With yeah, that. I wonder if it gives us some kind of, um, um, I, I don't know, they have more trust in us because we've got the name of Fair behind us, whereas if we'd approach them ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it streamlines it for them too. Yeah. I, I, I guess with the trust thing, like I guess in a way, like if I had a shop in America... Ordering from a small brand in the UK would feel quite risky. Yeah. Yeah. But through fair, I wouldn't feel the same risk, I guess. That's true. And I, I guess the platforms will also allow you to focus on those kind of growing key accounts, growing the things that requires you to reach out to people and kind of nurturing that side of the business too. Yeah, it's been really good so far. I just hope it continues on. I think it will. I think it will. So what kind of future plans do you have? What is happening this year? You have more new products coming? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to design some new things. We keep saying they'll be out soon, they'll be out <laughs> soon, but they they will be. Yeah, we've got a, a new range called Blumen coming along, which is a German word for flowers. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit more colourful. Flowery. Yeah, slightly different illustrative style to it. We're really excited about the product. So we've got various things coming out in that new aesthetic. That's great. And how do you do that now? Like, who works on, like, the illustrations and stuff? Um, well, it's Jake. I'm, it's mostly me. I know. I'm officially on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
you know, number three, we've definitely got a handful with little Lowry. He's only seven months, so, you know, he needs a lot of mummy time. Yeah, of course. Jake does a lot of the drawings and he does a presentation to me. (laughs) 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 And I say what I like and what I don't like. Yeah, take (laughs) us away, make it better. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's coming soon. And, you know, there's always production things that are being tweaked and built upon like the flower press we screen print everything at the moment mm. we're, we're just looking at outsourcing some of the printing of those just because yeah, because you sell a lot of them since they're one of your best sellers right yeah you spend at least a day a day a week. Day a week screen printing so i just if i can get that time back to putting in more to design of course and product development then that would be fantastic. So Yeah, and it takes up a lot of space, I'm guessing, too. Um, yeah, well, we've actually got quite a handy setup where it's sort of I put it up and I can take it down. We have a multifunctional yeah. space, that's for sure. It's a very nice studio workshop, but there's, you know, we're, we're bursting at the seams, I think, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Things have been growing. Um, we have got a trade show booked in, is it January? Yeah, that's January. Yeah, a real one. <laughs> a real life one. <laughs> People. Yeah, that would be nice. Probably with face masks on, I guess. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and we've got other releases, of course, when it comes towards September. We're going to re- release the Bloom and stuff mid-July-ish is the plan. Yeah. And then we'll have more releases because we have all our seasonal products like the pinball calendar and the diary and some Christmas cards, which we want to release. September time. And how do you keep your stockists updated with new products and stuff? Um, well, we've got an, a nice new wholesale newsletter, which we've started sending out in the last month. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not something we've historically been great at. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we always have sent like a, you know, an email to all suppliers with an updated catalogue, but it's definitely becoming more professional thanks to the help of Shirley here with using MailChimp and, you know, nice emails to people to yeah. keep them informed of what's happening. We sporadically um, use Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very good at sharing your stockist on there, I think. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's like where we love to see our products. So it's nice yeah. to to share lovely pictures that they post of them. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, they're our business, really. Without them, we, we don't have a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you want to share them and take yeah. care of them yeah, for sure. Parts of a city, aren't they? The independent shops. And yeah, it yeah. gives a character to a city. Do you have any? Before I let you go, do you have any tips for someone starting out? You know, new to business that we haven't covered that you think? Oh, I really think they that helped us. Um, I think stick with it so very, yeah no it's the <laughs> so, most obvious thing you can say isn't it but yeah there's been times when we thought we can't do this we don't want to do this especially when things go wrong things can come back from the printers in a horrible mess horrible mess that you yeah dissipate and think oh i can't deal with this it's with just this too again. much let's, yeah let's, let's do something easy <laughs> let's get an easy job yeah but we've stuck with it and it's gotten easier and we've weren't learned how to communicate better to resolve those kinds of problems yeah i think that's i suppose a top tip if you've got a you might have a an, an idea or design in your mind or that you send over to a printer or a producer that you think oh that's clear but you really got to break down every aspect of it because it's just you can't make assumptions like that 
we've had lots of problems. Well, yeah, they can't mind read. Oh, no, for sure. And you just think these things are obvious and they're not. So, yeah. So, yeah, keeping sticking at it. I mean, even in the last couple of years, there's there's points where we're just like, oh, there's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we had a small loan at one point, didn't we? Just from a family member, and that pushed us. That yeah, to us begin get over with. a hump, and then after that, we didn't have to do that again. Yeah, cash flow is it's very important. You know, you don't want to run out, and it's at the beginning, it's very hard. Yeah, so if you can, if you can get some some small loan, don't you know, don't ruin yourself financially. But yeah, some money to keep you going for a Maybe few for months. Maybe your first trade show or something. That's worth yeah, and apply for grants in your, you know. Uh, local area and stuff too I yeah uh, there are definitely grants out there for things especially if it's for something so specific for trade shows or like tooling or machinery or something I think another one is um you know making sure you really have a good eye on your money your your margins totally understanding you know the retail prices the wholesale prices what that's going to do and just making sure that you're selling it and making a good margin, really. Very obvious, but if you're not, then it's never going to make you enough money to live on. Yeah, getting clear on your pricing, it doesn't matter where you are on your business kind of journey, it's always going to be important to keep that, keep at that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for having a chat. It's always nice for everyone to hear what you know, other business owners are doing, how they grow. I think it's important for not getting that, you know, when we see people on Instagram and hear about people, we feel like it happened overnight, but actually it's a work in progress. It's a a work in progress now, definitely. Yeah. It's so important to see that or hear that from other business owners, I think. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having us on here. Thank you very much. I hope that you have a really lovely week and that sales are continuing to go well. Yeah, thank you. you. All right, speak to you soon. Thank you. At this point of the podcast, I always ask my guests where listeners can find them and support them. And for some reason, I completely forgot. So I'm very sorry about that, Jake and Freya, but you can find their products and their online shop on studioval.co.uk and over on Instagram it's studio underscore vald that's w-a-l-d and of course I will put everything in the show notes as well. Thank you so much Freya and Jake for coming on the podcast and taking the time to chat with me and thank you all of you who are listening. I really hope that our chat has made you feel inspired and given you some ideas of uh, what you can do for your business the podcast will be back next week and that will be the final episode of the season i have something a little bit different planned for the next season which i'm very excited about thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a wonderful week